Today, I have the privilege of introducing you to an intercessor who has been a tremendous blessing uh, to our church and to me personally. And one of my favorite things about his preaching is that it is practical and uh, hands-on. And so what we're going to hear today about prayer is going to be just that, something that you can plug into your daily life and begin applying right now. And so, Pastor Levier, thank you for taking the time to encourage us. Do you mind starting us off in a word of prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you for Metro Baptist Church and their ministry, uh, both in Burnaby and even affecting the rest of our country and our world. Thank you for Pastor Mackay. Thank you for the vision that you've given him and that you continue to give him. Thank you for Pastor Tyler and his testimony and his labors and uh, his example of faithfulness. And thank you for the rest of the church and how you used them in our family's life and our ministry's life as well. And I pray that the next few moments uh, would be useful. I pray that you would teach uh, each person, even just simply by your spirit. It can be completely cir- circumventing what, what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But I pray that you would uh, make a lasting impact through something mm-hmm. said or something that we glean uh, so that we can be better disciples of Christ. And we all have so much growth to in this area that is needed. Mm-hmm. So I pray you'd work in our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Pastor Levy, so what would be your three main tips that you would give an aspiring prayer warrior about how to develop a prayer life? Um, I I think that for myself, I mean, I think we all have so much growth that is needed and I I feel like a rookie at praying. And but what I do, what, what I do try to do regularly is to find people who can influence me, either people in the present, but even people in the past. So um, I know one, my mother-in-law, for example, she is a tremendous prayer warrior and a great example. And I could tell you stories that are almost spectacular and comical about how God has answered prayers, much as stopping rain in the middle of a picnic while we were out having a family picnic one time, but it would take me too long to tell. But, you know, to get around people that are uh, prayer warriors in, in Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, well known verse. It says, "Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend." So if you're uh, if you're going to be around people who pray, that will help you pray. I mean, we pray for the Lord; the Spirit produces it in us. But even reading about great intercessors, uh, I wrote down John Hyde. John mm-hmm. Hyde. There's a biography. It's called Praying Hyde. And again, I, I could not sit here and necessarily endorse all his doctrine. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, I don't know. But what I do know about Hyde is that they called him Praying Hyde because, I mean, his ministry of intercession was amazing. I mean, sometimes he would spend up to 18 hours a day in prayer, which for most of us is not realistic. (laughs) However, in his case, that was what he was known for. And while you may never get to that level, maybe maybe neither should you be 18 hours on your (laughs) knees a day. But the point is, you read his life and you're like, well, if he can do that, I can do something. Mm-hmm. And it just encourages you. You know, George Mueller, I mean, the stories about prayer in his book, uh, books abound. And so I, I try to read intentionally about prayer. And as I read them, what I, what I recognize the most is that, uh, f- first of all, you have to recognize your need for prayer. Many of us mm-hmm. don't, we don't pray because we don't feel like we need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like we're sufficient. We feel like we're self-sufficient which is pride. But as you see these men or women who are prayer warriors, you realize that they were simple people who just recognized their need of God. Mm -hmm. And until we 
recognize our need of God, we won't pray. But also, another thing I glean from these is that to be an intercessor is a matter of just our will. Anybody who chooses to be an intercessor will be. Mm. The only thing that's keeping you or me from being an intercessor is just we choose not to be one. Mm. Now, of course, it takes planning to be consistent. But I guess just allow yourself to be influenced. So be around people who pray. Read about people who were known for their prayer life. And it's going to, I think it'll affect you. Another thing I would say, secondly, would be that we have to face our own situation and embrace it. What I mean by that is that we're not all the same. Some people are morning people. Some people are night hawks. Uh, some people have a lot of free time and others don't. And, you know, for example, I talk about praying high. 18 hours. Can I spend 18 hours a day in prayer? I cannot. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you, you have ministry commitments. We have family commitments. Um, so not everyone has the same time constraints. I mean, Daniel in the Bible, he prayed three times a day. How long did he pray for? each time i don't know was it 15 minutes was it an hour i have no idea i know for him he split it up morning lunchtime and evening it, that worked for him um if uh, if someone's listening as a stay-at-home mom she has kids that are like hanging off her arms she's not gonna be able to pray <laughs> like john hyde or george mueller mm-hmm. that being said you know you have to recognize your own situation and embrace it you know they say that god-given duties never conflict mm-hmm. well if god wants you to pray but he also gave you these responsibilities he's going to make a way for you to pray through all that mm-hmm. i think sometimes we get stuck up on uh, the time of day that we should pray or the position in which we should pray should i pray kneeling should i pray sitting um for myself i'll just be very transparent with you mm-hmm. i am not a morning person yeah, neither am I. I hate mornings. <laughs> mornings are of the devil. No, they're not. I mean, I understand. You know, David would say that he would rise up early mm-hmm. or before the dawn. I force myself to get up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if anything I did between 5.30 and 7, I'm not going to remember what I did. You know, even what I read. If I read something at 6 a.m., I'll read it. But I'm not asking me at lunch what it was. What it was. I mean, mm-hmm. the fog takes a long time to lift. Mm-hmm. So, the, so if I – I'm just being honest now. If I get up at 5.30 – and I go down to my living room with my Bible and I try to pray. My mind is going to wander in every direction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sleepy, distracted. So for me, what I do, and I got this from a book called uh, Ordering Your Private World. Mm-hmm. I just make myself a coffee and I head out the door. And I walk around the neighborhood or there's a nature preserve near our house. And for 45 to 60 minutes, I just pray out loud as I walk. That time of morning, hardly anybody sees me. They mm-hmm. probably think I'm some crazy guy talking to himself. <laughs> but that's what I do because then I can get a good hour of praying, concentrated praying in outdoors. I do it in the wintertime. I just get dressed warmly and I go. That that works for me. Because for years I felt guilty that, oh, I know this person get up gets up at 4 and they pray till 8 and or whatever. And I'd hear these stories and I'm like, wow, I can never do that. <laughs> And maybe it is true. Maybe somebody listening knows, well, I know how he could change into a morning person. But as a, in ministry, I don't even know like when I'm going to go to bed because I'm out making visits. Some mm-hmm. nights I sleep four hours. Some nights I sleep seven. You don't really know. So for me, that works. So face your own situation and you know, embrace it. Don't, don't, don't feel guilty because you can't pray at the same time of day as somebody else. Find mm-hmm. what works for you and, and do it. And the third thing I would say is get organized. 
Um, yes, sometimes intercession is going to be spontaneous, unscripted, organic, but for me, I have a plan. Like Sunday mornings, I pray for Metro Baptist Church and I pray for other churches across our country. Uh, on uh, Fridays, I might pray for all the missionaries that our church supports. I mean, I'll do it at other times of the week too, mm-hmm. but specifically at those times. I need a plan. I read a book um, by Dick Eastman called The Hour That Changes the World. Do I subscribe to everything in that book? No, but he developed a plan to be able to pray for 60 minutes a day. And he broke prayer down into five-minute chunks. Mm -hmm. And I followed it to some degree. Then I adapted it to my own needs. Then Pastor Johnny Pope one time preached, and I adapted some of his things. And I made my own system. But my point is, if you want to succeed in being consistent, you need a plan. Prayer doesn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, You you need to plan it. You need to plan how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, what works for you. But you need a plan. Um, and also one more thing I would say before I wrap it up, sometimes we get down on ourselves because we skipped the day and we mm-hmm. feel like we failed, but you know, I don't recommend skipping a day, but what I do, what's within my control is never skip two days. Mm-hmm. So if you miss a day because you know, your day went wrong and you woke up and there was a crisis from the moment you got out of bed and your day just went sideways and you feel guilty. Oh, I didn't take time with the Lord like I should have today. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll happen to people, most of us, that we skip a day, but never allow yourself to skip two. And that will keep you in the habit of prayer. And be organized, have a plan. Uh, the books that I mentioned there help provide that. But be influenced and don't try to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You have a situation that God gave you, embrace it and find a way to weave a healthy prayer life into your situation. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Pastor Levier. So listeners, we've got some homework. Uh, maybe grab a book on John Hyde or George Mueller or that one by Dick Eastman, The Hour That Changed the World. Let yourself be influenced by these intercessors of days gone by and then be comfortable in your calling Uh, That was such good advice. I think a lot of people have become insecure about their prayer life and feel like they should do it just like someone else, but each person's calling is different. What a tremendous point. And then I love that. If you miss a day, don't miss two. And uh, that that is a challenge to me. And so thank you so much, Pastor Levier. Hope that's encouraged our listeners. Uh, Let's get along with the Lord today and put some of this into practice.